Hello, gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Cartridge Club. If you're new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, player one, and along with my brother Mark, player two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select three people to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. The show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Without further ado, let's meet this month's panel. First up from arguably the most professional-sounding podcast on the Cartridge Club, uh, we have a man whose talent is eclipsed only by that of his partner, Jake, from the Polykill <laughs> Podcast. We have Travis. Thanks for being here, Trav. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for getting my podcast confused with one better than mine, sounds like. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and Jake do the Polykill Podcast, where we uh, all we do is talk about Playing games and beating games, it's uh, you know, it's one of many that are out there, but uh, we're glad you listened to it and like it. You can find us over at Polykill and Polykill.com. If, uh, if you are playing games and beating games and not using the hashtag just beat it uh, or just be a tit, um, <laughs> you need to be doing that. Uh, these guys every month or sorry, every week, every second week on the show uh, go through the list of everybody who's managed to beat a game in that span, and uh, they come up with some fun... Uh, some fun anecdotes about uh, the games and sometimes the people. Yeah, so, that's uh, what we do. Yeah, definitely get on the, the hashtag just beat it uh, train for Polyco. Next up, we have a man who uh, I think we first heard about way, way back in the days of Rad Rascals. Um, yeah. On the old Ben and Anzi show, we have Marmol. <laughs> thanks for being here, Marmol. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. So uh, you once... Gave yourself a challenge where you would only buy five games for for an entire year. Is that is that true? That is exactly true. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that. Good thing it wasn't 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Marvel, you're on Twitter. You don't do you have a you don't have a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything. You're just uh, a regular guy. Pretty much. Uh, I've tried to do uh, do Twitch. Um, I've tried to do the YouTube thing. Not really. Um, I I've did try to start up a blog. It kind of died off by my own fruition. <laughs> I'm trying to kickstart it back up, though. Um, <laughs> try and get more things posted. But yeah, more than anything, I'm just pretty much on Twitter. That's where you can get me. And also the forums. I'm starting to kick back up in there as well. Excellent. Nice. Definitely, uh, if you're on Twitter, you want to follow him. He's at Five Game Suicide. Uh, Marmol always has some some interesting insight oh, into the gaming. That's world. why he called Five Game Suicide. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> it's all coming together. That's such a good name now. It makes sense. <laughs> Everybody was confused up until this moment. <laughs> Cats out the now. Yeah, the gentleman we just heard. Uh, is one of the premier video game console. I don't even want to call him a modder because he doesn't really mod the games. It's like he creates entire new consoles. Um, <laughs> he's like Dr. Frankenstein for 2016, 17, <laughs> and 18, all rolled into one from Retro Faith Games or Retro Revolution, no, at Retro Faith Games, but from Retro Revolutions, who's Australian but lives in New Zealand or the other way around. There's a lot of you this and that going on. We have Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's left to say? I guess that's got it settled. <laughs> um, yeah, I just take on extreme challenges from people that I really shouldn't do, and now it's just getting out of hand and too big for my boots. So, 
<laughs> but it's fun. Season two's kicking off soon, so it should be should be a good laugh. That's awesome. What got, what gave you the decision? Like, where did you get that drive, that desire to? Um, for anybody who's not aware, Jared actually took a, a PSP, PlayStation Portable, and he made it like a physical home console that you could connect to your television. So where did you get that? What what drove you to say, you know what? I can do this. I want to do it. Oh, that's my background is um, electronics engineering and electrician by trade anyway. So I got bored with just – I just wanted to start putting my passion into something like that I really enjoy, and that was gaming. And then I just sat down one day, and I was like, talking to some people and I was like thinking you know what if like some of these consoles you know were actually real and then I just thought oh that's stuff it let's just let's just go ahead and start trying to do it <laughs> well it definitely awesome. turned out great uh if you're on YouTube go check that go check his channel out uh you won't be disappointed the, the modding work he does is incredible uh he has some of the best soldering skills I've ever seen mm. yeah Barnard. so that's our panel this week or this month I should say um <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this month's game because I know those three gentlemen all have strong feelings about uh, this month's game. And Mark, you're going to tell oh, me yeah. what that is. This month, we had a, an exciting game that uh, whose genre I'm still holding uh, out for debate, but that game is Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud, uh, which you all probably know was originally released for the PlayStation 2. I think you can buy like an updated version on the PS4 now, right? It's like the PS2 backwards. Yeah, I don't know if it's down. an updated version. It's it's a digital version on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it's just up-res, right? Yeah. 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 So it's pretty much just only natively been released as a PlayStation 2 game. Um, you might know it as the PlayStation 2 game that had a guy that looked like Link on the cover. I think a lot of people know it as that. Um, but uh, so, yeah, hopefully this was your chance to play it if you've always been putting it off in in your backlog this originally came out in 2000 came out in 2001 over here um it was made by level five which uh probably more commonly known for things like uh nino cooney now or dragon quest eight they did rogue galaxy um they have some pretty heavy hitters dragon quest nine uh they did um I know they did some of the... They did all the latent games, right? I don't know all if the they've latent, ever given... Yeah. yeah, all the latent games. That's pretty impressive. Um, and they've done other things. I think they did Yokai Watch 2, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah so they have quite the track record. And this is kind of where they uh, got started. So if you ever wonder where they came from, this is sort of it. This is the, uh, the beginnings. Um, yeah. But anyway... This is my first time playing through it. I have no history with this game at all. Um, but that's me. I'm curious about you guys. What are your memories of this game? And, uh, and if this was your first time playing it, what were your sort of first impressions when you when you first put it on? Um, let's start with Marmal. Let's start with you. Uh, so I actually remember buying this game um, way back. I want to say it was like 2002, maybe. Um, I remember buying it, uh, someone mis mismarked it, so instead of it being like 30 bucks, it turned out to be 15 so that was nice. Good start off there, and uh, it was a nice, I, I liked it. First playing it, it was nice. Um, gotta say, I didn't really pay attention to the story per se, I was just kind of just going through dungeons, enjoying dungeon crawling. Um, but yeah, I had a fun time with it, I had a real fun time with it. So this was actually my second time around. Uh, playing it through, I 
saw it on the PSN and was like, got to pick that up because I lost my copy. It was gone, lots of moving, years later, lost it. So as soon as it came up on the PSN, knew I had to have it. Okay, so are you saying it's been since 2002 since you've played through this originally? Uh, yes. Yes, it has. Oh, wow. Just a quick thought before we get too deep into it. Was it everything that you remembered it being? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right I did just like I'd never put, put it down. Okay, cool. Right on. Happy to hear it. Okay, cool. Uh, let's, uh, Jared, how about you? What's, uh, what are your memories with this? Or was this your first experience with it? Oh, no, no, no. This was my 16th birthday present. <laughs> nice. Holy cow. Came with the Final Fantasy X box set, and that was the game I got with it. And it was my first experience with PlayStation 2. So apart from Final Fantasy X, and I was blown away. And I was like, whoa. Because I was like, you know how Final Fantasy is always really specky with their cutscenes and all that. And I was like, oh, yeah. But then I picked this game up, and I just couldn't put it down. And I love it. Like, there's things you hate about wow. it, but the game wow, so I really, really enjoy. I've still got the original one. I hope you're gone. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I've still got the original game, and, yeah, I play it maybe once a year or so. Yeah. I know the ins and outs of it. Wow. That's awesome. So lots of nostalgia and memories wrapped up in this one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I guess that's pretty much you confirming you still think it holds up. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. Um, um, yeah, yeah, Trav, how about you? Yeah, similar to the other two guys. I, uh, I found this game back when it was fresh. Uh, I'd gone on a vacation with my parents, and uh, they were older, and we went to like a lake like 30 miles away, so we didn't go to anything fancy like the beach. And it rained the whole time, and I was bored, so I begged them. I took my PlayStation along, and I begged them to if I could go get a game. And they obliged, and the one I picked out was the one that looked a lot like Zelda. It had uh, <laughs> I, who I thought was a Link on the front, and uh, <laughs> I took it home, and I was pleasantly surprised. And and I remember like none of my friends really knowing about it, and I tried to convince all of my friends to play it. And we passed the copy around, and we all ended up playing it, and and uh, yeah, a lot of good memories uh, of the game. So. Yeah, uh, I, I'm wondering if that was really a, a big part of their marketing was uh, was making that that Link looking character on the front. <laughs> it worked. It worked for me. Yeah, it was good thinking. Okay, cool. Um, how about you, P1? Was this your first time through? Yeah, this was my first time playing Dark Cloud. Um, like Trav just mentioned, uh, I was initially my first thoughts were, "Oh, hey, that guy looks like Link. Oh, hey, that's on the PlayStation 2. That could be fun." <laughs> Uh, then I picked up the game case, flipped it over, and I realized, oh, wow, this is actually level 5. I really like them. Um, so then I bought uh, a PS2 copy, and it sat on my shelf for probably three or four years. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't right. until this month that I, I finally had the chance to play it. And I didn't even play that copy. I bought I bought it on the uh, PlayStation Network for, <laughs> I think it was $10 or $14, and I played that copy. Could have just left that PlayStation 2 copy at the store. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't though because that's the one i played yeah, well, <laughs> at least somebody's playing it it'll go back after tomorrow <laughs> right on right on yeah so I, I i'm wondering at what 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 was happening at this time that we all missed or me and you missed this i mean um when this came out originally back in the day uh, uh was this warcraft or everquest what year was this uh, it's just 2001 Oh yeah, that so, was two years after high school. I was uh, 
way too cool for video games then. I was, I was, I was working and living at the gas station. I was playing a lot of Madden and a lot of NHL. <laughs> living at the gas. I forgot about that. Yeah, good it's stuff. A, it's a story for a different Dude, time. I, oh, no, this sounds like it needs <laughs> to delve into that one. Oh, those yeah, are good times. Deal. I just uh, I worked back shift at a gas station, uh, so I was there all night. And then in the daytime, I... Uh, I decided that I didn't want to live at my parents' house anymore, so I slept in the men's room. It's not a... I mean, it's not weird. It's your, your classic tale of uh, young adulthood. Oh, and that's why you didn't play Dark Cloud. Nice. And that's why I didn't play Dark Cloud, yeah. You used Wasn't to hose off in the automotive bays with a, with a hose and a rag. The funny thing is, um, with all the memories, knowing what you smelled like during that time is something that's burned into my memory. Smelt like a dark cloud. You, yeah. you smell like a dark cloud. <laughs> like a gas station. There's no doubt. Oh, those are good times. Good times. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that is that's what we were playing this month. So, without further ado, let's get into the game. These people are probably wondering what the heck this game is all about. So, first, let's start with the story of the game. Kind of a big part for. Oh, actually, before we get to the story, what genre is this? Uh, Jared, you, what do you think? Oh, it's a mixed bag. It really is. is. It's like got <laughs> town building, sort of like a sandbox sort of game, and then it's it's RPG elements, and then there's like dungeon crawling and roguelike stuff. It's just a bit of everything. It's really strange. Yeah, so I wouldn't you, say it's your typical RPG. If you had to put something on the back of the box, what would you put? RPG. All right. Uh, how about uh, <laughs> Marvel? How about you? Isn't that what I do typical... with all of them? <laughs> oh, I don't think it's your typical I'm... RPG. Well, if you had to put something on the back of the box, what would you put? RPG. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you sum? How do you sum it up? It's, it's a, a roguelike it's a dungeon crawling simulator uh, 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 ta- management uh, game. Yep. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, oh, management. Cool. Sports so. and fishing. Sports. Yeah. Oh, and the fishing, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to roll with the overused action-adventure RPG. However, oh. back in 2001, yep. would have been something new and fresh, an action-adventure RPG. Now, True. been lost in the shuffle. That's a good point. Good point. I like it. Uh, Trav, how about you? You're level 5. It's 2000. What are you going to put in the back of that box? Yeah, that's. I think everyone's pretty much touched on everything it could possibly be. Uh, maybe a rogue. Maybe get fancy with it. Rogue PG or uh, rogue PG simulator Ooh. sim. Rogue PG, something like that. Yeah, Damn. get fancy, get wild. I like it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, P1. Uh, could you sum it up? What would you? What would you? Put? Yeah, it's a roguelike dungeon crawling action <laughs> RPG resource management sports. Uh, date simulator. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's pretty good. Yep, you can put that all that on the back of the box. Well, that all narrows down to uh, dat RPG sis. So, <laughs> yes. right. I struggle. I struggle with the genre. I just don't think it's a role playing game. I don't. I can tell you, it's not a Katamari game. I don't. Yeah, that is true. I don't think it's an RPG. I think it's an action adventure game, like like Zelda. Um, oh, man, there is way too many elements of RPG in this. We're going to get into that, I guess. But Yes, we will. Nothing like Zelda. Oh, yes. There's no experience points. You, you don't there level is. up. 
There's like a hundred different types of experience points. There's ABS. There's uh, hit points that go up. There's uh, no, no, no. It's like getting hearts. Hit hit points going up is like gathering hearts. Oi, oi! You guys are forgetting about the whip. What's the mm. whip? The whip. WHP. <laughs> The weapon hit, the weapon hit points. Oh, the weapon hit point. Right. You know course. what? Yes. I do. It Them is more of a resource things. management game than it is an RPG. But maybe oh, it is yes. a resource management game. Yeah. It's <laughs> anyway. a test of your patience. It, that it is, and we're going to get into that. But first, let's talk about the story. Uh, who thinks they can sum up this story fairly well? There's a nice little synopsis here in the uh, outline, but who who thinks they could sum it up? And I pick oh, someone. I, I could do that. <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead, yeah. John. Yeah, go ahead. So just off the top, that was just off the cuff, right? You just want me to come up with something on my own? Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh, basically when a corrupt general unleashes a mystical genie that destroys a planet, a magical fairy scatters these spheres across the world to preserve its elements from the chaos. So then, like, in the aftermath, uh, a young boy must <laughs> retrieve these spheres uh, into his magical bracelet, and along the way... Uh, he rebuilds the destroyed cities uh, and gathers this uh, ragtag bunch of uh, characters with him, uh, including a slingshot-wielding cat girl, uh, <laughs> Goro, a hunter from the Mataki village. He uses large hammers. Uh, Ruby's uh, she's a magic ring-using genie from Queens. Not Queens, New York. Queens. Uh, oh. Queens. Uh, Ungaga. Uh, he's a Muskalaka warrior. Uh, he uses staves. And, of course, Osmond. Can't forget Osmond. The small helicopter-riding... Uh, Machine gun firing, rootin' tootin', meanest son of a gun, woo, from the moon people. Um, oh, he's equipped with a I variety of guns and blasters. All right, so confession time. I stayed pretty close there. That was pretty <laughs> good. Wait, wait, you've got, you should have written the blurb for the back of that game. That was insanely good. Rootin' tootin', ragtag, bunch of <laughs> Um, So... You just blew my mind a lot. Uh, first of all, I uh, confession time. I only met what is it, Zal? Is that yeah. the cat girl? Um, that's as far as I got. Uh, you just said a bunch of things that were. <laughs> what just happened? So I've <laughs> you go to the moon? Anyway, we're yeah. really getting a lot of oh, yes. That's how I know it's right. an RP- a JRPG. You go to the moon. <laughs> you know what? I can't argue that. That's that's a good argument, man. It's a strange twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We okay. Uh, <laughs> let's build these uh, medieval. Vi- oh, stuff it. Let's just go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk characters. Uh, Trav, what were some of the story elements that stood out to you? And maybe what was your one of some of your favorite characters? Uh, story elements. I, I don't really know. I guess just meeting new characters was kind of fun for me. Um, especially, I think I played the game a few times, but I, I think I played the beginning of it a lot more than the rest of it. So the the early couple of dungeons really stick out so meeting the guy that's wielding the big hammer and eventually he gets a big frozen fish was always fun and i kind of liked him as a character too he just he's you know kind of kind of bumbling and, and and goofy and i don't know i just he seemed like the kind of kid i would have made friends with in any given situation so um the kid that has likes a big hammer he has a big hammer and he, he smells like fish i guess i don't know but he it just seemed like a, a cool character to have and he actually fit fit his uh he fit his world much better than the rest of them did, I think. I think he, he seemed like a, a, a someone who would be from Matataki Village, where the rest of them seemed a little more whimsical or a little more imaginative. He seemed like a like a real a real dude to me. So I, I liked him as a character and his little story quest that went with him. 
Right on. And you may have unwillingly just uh, described Jake, I think, the best way that you possibly could have. It is true, yeah. I guess maybe that's why I'm fond of Goro is because he reminds me of my, my co-host. I'm thinking that might be it. I'm thinking that might be it. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so overall, would you say the story was a big part for you for this game, or do you think it was just sort of, you know, to get you through? Uh, I, I think I would have enjoyed it even without the story. Uh, the okay. story helps, but I think you know the mechanics and the addiction you get from trying to level up your weapons and, and go through the dungeons, I think, is, is where it is for me. Gotcha. Okay, right on. Uh, how about you, Jared? Uh, do you uh, share the sentiment? Or what did you think of the story? Uh, what stood out to you? What kind of characters did you like? Oh, well, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, but I'll get into it. But um, it's okay. uh, the story, I feel, seems quite flat right up until the end where you get a real big twist and then it really becomes really good. But oh, it's like two different oh, it's like two different games up until the last part. Like It all kind of ties the world together. That's when it becomes really good for me. Um, oh. First four characters, it's sort of building up to that and you're just kind of going from village to village. But all in all, I enjoy like talking to the villagers and learning about how the fate of their village and kind of how they want it rebuilt together and things like that. It's kind of like every world's its own sort of story in, within the game. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which I, which I like about that, but the end's where it really comes together for me. Okay, That's cool. That's the best bit. All right, I guess um, we'll, we'll leave the end, I guess, for a bit then. Cause, uh, yeah, I won't get into it yet. Yeah. Wondering if other people share that same thought then too. Um, Marmel, how about you? What did you think about the story? And any characters stand out to you? So as far as the story goes... When I was a kid, didn't care for it. But yeah. now going back at it, it's nice. It has each character has like almost a full arc that you go along with and then they after you finish their arc, then they're like, Okay, I'll assist you because you helped me out. We're gonna go defeat this genie. And I liked that. It seemed like a, a nice kind of camaraderie, like building this team together. And you know the backstory of everyone. And it, and it didn't seem crowbarred. Like, building the team and learning their backstories and where they came from didn't feel crowbarred into the story. It was kind of like a nice flow of things. And as far as the characters go, you get there are some great ones. There are some great, funny characters. Um, I kind of liked the uh, the moon people, uh, or, or as, as I like to call them, the uh, the lazy moon jowers. They were fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my favorite village, though, is probably the Makitaki village. The yeah, the kind of hunter hunter gatherer kind of uh, village. Because everyone has 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 a story for what skin they wear. Because they all wear animal skins that they've hunted, and they each have a story behind it and why they wear the skin. And that one, I think, had the most build to it. But yeah, I, it was it was great. I really did enjoy it. And the end does take a very dark twist, which is huh. surprising. Hmm. My God, I can't wait to hear about this ending now. <laughs> um, but before that, P1, what did you think of the uh, the story and the characters? Uh, yeah, so I sort of agree with, with uh, Jake. It's a little bit flat. Um, the... But that that doesn't that doesn't hurt the game because the story is not the main focus of it. It's enough to give you a hook as into why you're doing it and why all of these buildings and people and lanterns are trapped in these balls. Um, so it does it serves its purpose. 
Uh, but yep. uh, like Marmel said, the real highlights of the story, uh, I think Jared mentioned as well, is talking to the people and, and getting their backstories and learning about them because, um, you know, they sort of give you a, a brief synopsis of what's going on. And, and the, the Matataki village was actually my favorite for the same reasons is because um, it, it felt the most, fle- most fleshed out, the most real, whereas the other ones just felt like time for generic look. You know, now's your, now it's your desert location. Now it's your <laughs> sea location. Now right. we're on the moon. Um, <laughs> we're the was, machine gun. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first village, uh, <laughs> Naroon, and the, the second village, Metataki, both felt the best. And that sort of ties into my uh, overall thoughts on the game that maybe it was two stages too long. Um, but I can get into that later. Um, but I, I did. I liked that it, it wasn't yeah. a massive, convoluted, you know, twisting and turning story. It was a simple enough hook to get you in and get you engaged, and it definitely served its job. And I, I, I like, you could knock it for not being a deep, you know, it's not a deep, deep story that you would have in an RPG. But because it didn't need to be, it did its job. So it's not so much, it's not a bad thing that the story was a little light you know it's just okay. it wasn't it wasn't uh i don't know final fantasy 8 for example yeah yeah gotcha <laughs> yeah no it definitely uh the story yeah it was there and it wasn't terrible it was just enough to get you through is how i felt as well um and as far as uh, the characters go goro's or i guess we're gonna just start calling him jake now jake's uh background <laughs> story and his evolution was the best uh, i enjoyed that the most uh, but Ruby was my favorite character other than Tone. She was the only one I used unless forced to use the other ones. What, what was her uh, attack like? Um, she would, like, arch her back and then swing her arm out and shoot uh, magic spells at uh, at creatures. Okay. She's a genie. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, she dressed a lot like the genie from I Dream of Genie. Oh, mm. that's, that makes sense then. Yep. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and she's from Queens, just like... That genie as well. Okay, um, cool. Well, that pretty much sums up the story. I mean, uh, uh, like a lot of people said, most of the other elements in the game sort of carry it along. The story is just sort of there to tie it all together. Yeah, um, we can get into a little more detail on the story because it starts out where, like I said, we I was going to say, let's general. do that now. Yeah. yeah so this, ge- uh, I'll pa- let's let uh, Trav. Why don't you uh, break it down, or Jared? Because uh, I know you were talking about a twist there. Yeah, Jared, take uh, it away because I didn't. I haven't played the game. I didn't play the game this month, other than a little, a few dungeons. So you're probably more familiar with all the twists and turns along the way than I would be. Oh, right. So you get to the basically. Oh, I don't know how to sum it up. Uh, you get to the very end, right? Am I spoiling the whole game now? Because if I do this, it's no, no, well. Supposed to, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, quick. you're, you're, you're spoiled. So you get like, to the end and you realize that this. Genie that you were chasing the whole time is just basically a fob, and then the general is actually the dark genie. Oh, and then there's this. He is. Yeah. <laughs> get to, that's definitely a good. It is a good twist at the end. Uh, there's also one character we didn't actually mention, and that's and that's the prince. Yeah. He just kind of hangs out in the background and doesn't really do a whole lot <laughs> apart from yeah. show up and. And then there's a bit of a love story that goes on. The, and you got to like go through. The, the prince is actually the dark genie. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. I the so general. The, no. Um, so the general found out about this genie who was trapped in this urn for a thousand, or for four hundred years. Um, the the prince, the guy with the silver hair, Sephiroth, shows up. Uh, you know, 
He's a time traveler. <laughs> exactly. He's from 400 years ago. Yeah. Um, he uh, he was in love with this woman. They were married. Uh, he was at war with the Western nation. I think this is all they ever called it. Uh, and they were losing. Right. And so he sold. Right, he yeah. traded um, his soul essentially for this power to this dark wizard to give him the ability to to win the war. And he won it, but what he didn't realize is that it trapped this darkness inside of him. So uh, an assassin shows up, um, and initially you believe the assassin is from the from the West, from the enemy. And the assassin kills his wife instead of him, and this throws him into a blind rage, and this dark power comes out of him, and that is the birth of the Dark Genie. So he travels forward in time, and then the Dark Genie lays waste to everything, destroys his kingdom, destroys other kingdoms. Finally, he gets trapped by the, the lazy Moon Jawas, and then... Uh, he, he travels in time because he knows that the power of Altamilla, which is the ball trapping power that the fairy king gives you, um, he knows that that could potentially beat the dark genie. So he travels in time to get that, finds Tone, and then he changes his plan to, I want Tone to come back to my time 400 years ago and kill me and stop me from becoming this evil power. Uh, and then you go back with the intent of killing him and saving his wife and all this stuff. And that's the twist that is really crazy. Wow. Yeah. Does he kill it, him before he becomes evil? You're going to have to play the game uh, to find out. Mm, tell it's me right now. <laughs> it's honestly like two two completely different games, though. Like, once you get to that point in it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's strange. And then the story gets quite deep. Yeah. yeah that, that story makes it – it takes – because you learn it as – like chapter by chapter, because instead of yeah. villages of building the levels, the last level you have to build the story and time. the memories. Yeah. And oh, cool. each each memory is it's unlocked by a floor essentially. And Sounds once awesome. you've once you, you you just learn this slowly, piece by piece, and it is a really good deep yeah. kind of dark story going cool. on. Yeah. It's wicked. show up as the assassin is about to kill. As the assassin is there to kill him and his wife throws herself in front of him, you you like you show up at that point and then it's up to you to either, you know, you, you at that point, that's where it's like, are you going to be able to save her? Are you going to be able to stop the assassin? Is the assassin from the West or is the assassin not from the West? It's not. Surprise. Um, oh. And, uh, yeah, so then this all this goes down and then you find out that the, the dark genie, like Jared mentioned, isn't this, you know, sort of foppish you know, overweight, uh, bumbling fool-looking <laughs> genie. It's it looks like uh, Illidan Stormrage from Warcraft. Oh, yeah. and he is he is a very cool design. And that fight is intense. It uh, is cool. Yeah, it is. So, so do yeah, you say yeah, the it's, wife... it's no divine beast with the slingshot one down once and then hit it with the sword done? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I assume that was it. <laughs> um. So the big. Genie, where? How is that manifested then? The the one that that shows it at the start of the game. It comes uh, out of he, the print. Oh, that one is. That's just what he morphed into over time in that urn, I guess. Uh, okay. In the urn with all the snack cakes. Stop. That's when you get a dance troupe of so yeah. many people. That's what you get. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. Wow, that does that takes quite a twist. I like it. Yeah, the, the um, story start like the story for the most part of the game, like Jared said. It's like two different games because everything up to that stage, I think there's four four stages or five stages up to that. It's all sort mm. of that generic, you know, go to the town, rebuild the town, next town. 
go to the town, reveal the town, next town. You know, you get your initial. Thought. I think that serves the purpose of helping you get your characters, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That, big time. That's yeah. the idea. Like to. Yeah. yeah. And then, then the story begins. But like, yeah, I agree you, with everyone there. That, that last part. It's almost like everything yeah. up to that point is the prequel. Um, yeah. And then you get there, and it's like, oh wow, there's there's some deep stuff going on here. So we're in the moon. We're time traveling. This is definitely a JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you talked a bit about the city building. Let's talk a bit about that. Um, what did you guys think, of? Trav? What did you think of the city building aspect of the game? I absolutely loved it. As a kid that grew up loving city building games already, when I found out that my new Zelda game that I'd bought for my PlayStation 2 also had that in there, <laughs> it was amazing. I, I, it, and it was my favorite thing about the game for a long time until I kind of got the hook of the weapons. Um, the city building thing was it was great. And this game, actually, I don't know if any of you guys have played Soul Blazer before on the Super Nintendo, but it's the exact same recipe in that you go into these dungeons oh. and you... You basically build a town, you know, back Quintet from... Quintet Games. From yeah, yeah, Quintet. Yeah, made the... Oh, and that. this is heavily... It's heavily inspired by that. You can you can tell 100%. And uh, I, I loved I loved both of those games for that reason, oh, is that it's dungeon yeah. crawling and city building. So, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Quintet. Yeah. Kind of like Terranigma in a way, yeah. Yeah, some of the team from Quintet actually worked on level five, and that helped them derive their name, because Quintet means a group of five. No, oh, that right, up, man. No, we made that up on Weekly. <laughs> I heard that on, on a podcast. It was us. Yeah, I, I, I told you that. You I never make up facts. It I, makes too much I sense. I believe it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I buy it briefs well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. that does I, sound like five. It's like, oh, my God. Anyway. But I, I think the city building was really decently put together. I mean, it didn't really feel like an add-on. It felt like they really put some time into thinking about it. And there's a right and kind of less right way to, to do it. And uh, it was always fun to like plop a building down and be able to walk in between the buildings you just plop down. I thought that was awesome back then. Still cool. Right on, right on. Um, did everybody agree with that? Jared, did you uh, like the city building part? Oh, yeah. And the exciting part is when you like drop some new stuff down that you get from the dungeon and you go looking around for the chests and stuff. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. there'll be like little chests scattered around the house and it'll have good stuff in it for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I loved it. That's probably one of the highlights of the game for sure. Because if okay. you didn't have that and it was just dungeon crawling, I don't know if I got through it. Because yeah. that's what's exciting about going through the dungeons, picking out the parts. And you're like, oh, I've been looking for that, you know. I can complete <laughs> that set now. All right, yeah. right. Right yeah. on, cool. All right, Marble, yeah, are you in the same boat? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, the building of the city is not overly complicated. Like, they, they could have made it really complicated like each little bit building has like two or three things that goes into it to yeah. complete the building which is which is nice and even if you plop the house down and you don't have the the villager that lives in there it's still gonna be there and you can go inside it there should be no one inside it like right. it was it was nice like you could see the buildings evolve so you would plop mm. down a building that required like a shed or something but it wouldn't have the shed until you attached it to it, and then it would have the shed from the outside. You you could see it grow, and which was really nice. Um, and just the build city building was nice. You could put it around, or you could go ask the villagers how they wanted to build it, and yep. you could make it to their liking. And half the time when I was a kid, I didn't do that. I just put it to my convenience. I want the shop next to. The, <laughs> I wanted it as close as possible to the the, the wherever I spawn. I want it yeah, right yeah. So I just right there. So yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, good, sure. and you got a reward for it too. When you, yeah. if you built the city 
to the standards of the uh, people, you got yeah. rewards, uh, weapons, fighting techniques. Uh, it was it was good. It was definitely a reward for it. It wasn't just kind of something thrown in there like, ah, there you go. If you want, you can do it. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm alone. I uh, did not enjoy the city building. Um, I think it was the thing that turned me off the most, if, I, if I'm being honest, other than the camera angle. But we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I just wasn't a fan. I, I loved Soul Blazer. I, I love all the Quintet games, actually. Um, but they once you unlocked it in the dungeon, it just sort of appeared automatically where it was supposed to um, right. when you got out. And I love that. And I wish I could have had that option. Uh, I ended up just putting them in rows, very OCD like. <laughs> Like <laughs> this goes all right. I got a I got a windmill house. It goes in the next spot next to this house. Even I didn't give it any second thought. But I'm not really into that type of thing, um, which is where I differ from you guys. So it's cool hearing from the the side of the people who actually appreciated it. Um, P1, how about you? So like I said, the the story the hook the story hook was sort of uh, enough to get me going. Um, and I knew that uh, this was one of Trav's top top recommended games. So when the game started and, you know, the, the story happened at the beginning, I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still here for now. We'll see what happens. Then, you know, I encountered the camera angle, like you mentioned. That was a bit frustrating. Um, some of the other mechanics that early on uh, are irritating, uh, your thirst, your weapon uh, durability, your health, stuff like this. Uh, I was like, oh, man, uh, Trev, I mean, Virginia is that one of those states that allows pot smoking. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then, yeah. No. Then I, uh, then I Draw completed my first building um, and got my little event. And at that point, this game for me, my enjoyment of this game happened in waves. And that first building <laughs> that I completed was definitely the peak of that first wave. And it was like, I that was like I injected myself with some sort of happiness serum. <laughs> And I needed to have more of it. It was like, I have just made this, you know, because I do crossword puzzles, right? Because I like to have that perfect little world complete on that page. Um, so each one of these homes was like a crossword puzzle. And then I had to put them all together in a big puzzle. And it was like, I need to go and I have to talk to everybody because oh. Mary doesn't want to be close to loud noises, and the Macho oh. Brothers want to be close to somewhere that they can work out and they can get a challenge. And uh, you just save uh, their lives. Old Gaffer wants to make sure that his doom buggy <laughs> no, is around I... a bunch of houses so he can sell more. And I, you know, my mother wants to make sure that the sunlight comes in the window in the morning when she wakes up. And it was like I need to figure, I need to figure this out, oh. and put these pieces in place. And I loved it. I. <laughs> That city building for me, that was so. The, like I said, the, the, the story was that initial hook of, you know, here's a reason why we are doing this. So it's not just. And don't you know, forget, wonder. don't forget the crocodile guy wants to live next to Mona so he can stare at her in the morning. Yes. Um, <laughs> can't blame him. And like the first, the first That's two very towns, Japanese, isn't it? I was all in. I was all in on these first two towns because it was like. Talk to the people, figure out what they want. Look at the layout. What do I have to work with? Where can I put stuff? Let me figure this out. Okay, this guy needs uh, a storage area. I don't have any storage areas. I'm back in the dungeon. I got to get the storage area. Um, I was really, really digging. So that drove me into the dungeon deeper. And then by going and talking to them and searching the town, because I would go do a level, come up, put out my pieces, 
run around, get all the new chests that were there because they leave chests for you, like little uh, chest fairies, and it's like, oh, I got a new yeah, thing. Oh, so as I'm getting stuff, my now my HP's higher. Now my my thirst is a bigger meter. So it's like, all right, you know what? This is a little little easier. I can handle this a little more. I'm not, so it's not such a, a hassle to go into these levels. And it was like, but it doesn't matter if it's a hassle anyway, because I got to get down there because I got to complete my little town puzzle. Um, <laughs> those first two towns, the story in the first town is you unlock the story of I think it's Pharaoh or Foror. Five across. Foros. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Five across. Uh, a word that means uh, obsession. Um, <laughs> You, you unlock the story of Goro, of Jake's dad, and uh, it, uh, that, like, by the end of Town 2, I was like, this game is tits on cake. I love this. This is this is where it's at. And then it start, from there, it started okay. to take a bit of a dip for me, uh, a little bit. Town 3, I believe, was Queens. I was still good with Queens, yeah. but by the end of Queens, I started to feel like we're hitting our generic world tropes here. Um and that's where it was after Queens that I felt like I could have gone. They could have taken us from Queens right to the Dark Castle. You know, I don't think we needed the extra stages afterwards. I didn't feel like they added to the game as much as they could have. Um, but I got through them at the moon stage in particular because the moon stage almost essentially removed the the mystery and the, the figuring out of where the pieces went. It was you're literally just building a giant Jaeger. So it was like, well, obviously this foot goes on the foot. You know, this has to go on the leg. I'm not going to put it on the chest. Um, so that that really sort of detracted for me. And I feel like that stage and this the Makalaka before that, which was the desert stage, which you had to go to to get the ship to fly to the moon. I feel like the game could have lost both of those, which would have cut about 15 hours out of it. And it would have been a tighter experience. I think it would have been better served for it. And my, I wouldn't have had that dip in my interest. Because, like I mentioned, the game I was I'm talking a lot here. I'll, I'll stop in a second. But I mentioned the game had waves for me. And that initial wave was, you know, the hook was, here's the fun, here's the, the possible fun story. And then that initial wave was Garoon and Mataki Village and Queens. And, you know, you hit that. Um, uh, by Mataki Village, it was the peak of that, I'm loving this city building. By the end of Queens, it was like, all right. I feel sort of like I'm just going through the motions at this point. And that's then a, a new thing ended up catching me in a new wave. But we'll get there. Um, so uh, to answer your question, yeah, the city building was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wrapped that one up. Nice. <laughs> Can I add to that? Yeah. Yeah, I of just, course. I got I to agree with him there. Like, I do feel like some of those were fillers. Like where they could have really shaved it down a lot. It didn't really add too much to the game. At all, yeah. really. Like, like the sand village for me was just like, there was no real need for that. But then, there you I, go. Uh, but then. Uh, sand village was a little bit off. It, it only really posed, the only purpose for it was a show like, yes, we're going to the far end of the map. See how, see how wide this, this story goes? We have to go all the way over here to talk <laughs> yeah. to these people, to be told it's not here. Um, those lazy moon people they don't look after things <laughs> the reason i love the moon so much is because where the heck did that come from <laughs> oh yes yeah. and the fact it that just, the um, moon is just a coliseum that's all the moon is there for the moon is there for for fighting <laughs> let's go up to the moon to yeah. fight okay <laughs> 
don't yeah. know what it was about it. Um, it, it what you said about how uh, it felt formulaic and it felt repetitive after the first couple. I felt like that after the first couple buildings. Um, I probably didn't help that the first building I completed then took away my free supplies from the mayor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I completed a building. This is great. And the mayor cuts me off. He's like, you're done now. Um, thank you for saving our world. I you're know a I, have boy a, now. I have an unlimited supply of things here, but you are done. Now go save the world. Um, oh, and Mary doesn't want to live next to Tom. Uh, okay, see ya. And, uh, and I was like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, that's enough about city building. I didn't think it would take that long. Let's move on. Uh, here's another big one that I'm sure we're going to get into. With the weapon upgrading and the, the breaking uh, thing. Uh, the breaking. Just, also, just to be clear, my favorite parts of this game was the thirst, was the fact that my weapons could break. All the stuff that probably everybody in the world hates. I love managing that kind of thing. I love that. Um, but that's just me. What did you guys think about the weapons? What weapons did you use? What did you think about the upgrading system? Um, Trav, I haven't heard from you in a bit. What did you think? I that that was crack for for me when I was <laughs> first playing the game growing up. Yeah, I mean, just sure. having and I got to say like bastard in front of my dad for the first time because there was a bastard <laughs> sword in there. I was like, Dad, check out this bastard sword. It's great. And he was like, What? So like little <laughs> things like that. But no, seriously, like building the weapon and like finding like once I figured out that system because it's. It's a little complicated if you don't really pay attention. Um, yeah. But once you figure out the system of the gems and all that stuff, I think that's what got me through some of those bland, repetitive dungeon levels was just looking for the yeah. next weapon, looking for the back floors. And, you know, I didn't even care about the story for long periods of time. I didn't care. I would focus on a character and really try to to, to upgrade their weapon. It breaking, yeah, it's sort of a bummer, but I, I still like that system. It, it added a, a little layer of, of challenge there. Yeah. And it made the dungeons a little more interesting. You had to constantly look out for a water spring for thirst or get some repair powder for your weapon. So yeah, I liked all those things. I think I think those little details that made the game maybe a little more agitating in some respect helped it in the bland parts to be more interesting. Yeah, it kept you coming back. Correct. For sure. um, and uh, the, the fact that the game, when you see a spring uh, on your map or in the dungeon, you come upon it, that feeling of, uh, elation you're just like oh yes a spring the fact that the game makes you feel that for water um is a testament to why that system works so well um so yeah i, I completely agree with what you're saying it is crack for uh when you're when you're when you're playing through it um what was your weapon of choice there trav did you have a weapon of choice uh, I, I don't recall, actually. Uh, I remember, you know, at some point in the game, uh, and forgive me, I didn't play all the way through it for the for this episode, but I remember whatever weapon, like the the master badass sword you can get, because I'm all about swords and games, whatever sword you could level up to eventually um, in the later levels, I was just blown away by how awesome it was. And I remember, you know, me and my friends sitting around and actually making it, putting it together and like having a go at some of the enemies and watching how they just melted through it. Um so yeah, I don't remember specific names. But the just badass okay. swords in general were were what the I was looking for swords. in that game. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Seventh heaven. Seventh heaven. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, I'll keep your seventh heaven. I'm the uh, Mandarin Finn sword. Why? What's the difference between these two swords? One. One you can only get flashy. from fishing. Oh. oh. <laughs> Damn, fishing. <laughs> okay. So what's the fishing sword like, Jared? What's the bonus of it? What's the benefit? I don't know. I just really liked getting it because I had to use poison apple. 
Because <laughs> a completely useless item I wouldn't use in the game, and then I, I found a use for these poison apples. And what do they do? Uh, Mad Attacking Village. Oh, just badass. Looks cool, purple. <laughs> kind of looks like um, something out of Kingdom Hearts. Bad, bad Keyblade. Badass oh, cool. Keyblade. Cool. That sounds awesome. And uh, Marmel, did you use Seventh Heaven? Um, it was not my foot. That's actually, I actually got the seventh heaven when I went back and played the new game plus. It's when I started to build for it. But on my original run through, I kind of did not level up too much. I kind of ignored him. I, my character was, was Zhao the cat. She was, oh. she was my glass cannon. Nice. Um, nice. I just, any chance that I could get the user, that's who I used. And I used one slingshot. And I poured every single thing I had into that one slingshot and leveled it up to its angel gear, which is the last level of her uh, slingshot tree was the angel gear. It had, I think, 15 weapons molded into it. Um, The little stars as as you level up. And if you put a weapon into the star uh, into the the user sense sphere, which was a level five weapon, if you put that into the weapons, and level them up, you get little tiny stars. So it shows you how many star, how many weapons you've put into this one weapon. And it right. ran out of room for me. And so it just gave me a big star that said 10 on it and then started putting more. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I, I overpowered her. She became, like I said, my glass cannon because she is, her defense is terrible. But nothing yeah. got anything because I was shooting slingshots. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So you can upgrade her base weapon to uh, to be that powerful. So oh, yeah. the base weapon doesn't the, the the one you start off with the one that never breaks. <sighs> yeah, terrible. It, that is terrible. But okay. if the ones you find in the chests, yeah, it doesn't matter which one it is, as long as it has a build up right. at the bottom of the of the stat screen, I guess for the weapons. Yeah. As long as build up is there. You can make it into something better. Oh, you, cool! All all you have to do is click on it, and it will come up with what it could come into. Just a bunch of question marks, and then it will show you attack, endurance, magic power, speed, and if it, if any of those are in red, that's what you need to level up. So you oh. need more speed, more power, more magic. More M- MP. Mm. Same. The same goes with the elemental stuff: the fire, the water, the wind, and the breaker stuff. The fox breaker, uh, the animal breaker, the metal breaker, the 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 mimic uh, breaker, and the mage slayer. Any of that is red. You level up that that specific stat, oh, okay. and then as soon as that's leveled up, you can then upgrade. You then boost up to the next mm. branch on the weapon tree. And it's cool. a lot more powerful weapon. And you just didn't build that. it that way. I, I love how you get the forks, hey, how you can choose to go one or two ways with the weapons as well. There's no exactly. set path for them. Cool. Exactly. Some, some some weapons branch off into two different ones. And that's always fun. And you can always find weapons that are further along in the tree. You you won't know them when you find them. But if yeah. you try to level up, you'll, you'll find like, oh, hey, this turns into a bandit slingshot. Cool. And then you'll find one in the chest. And you'll go... Oh, well. What's okay, the talking cool. slingshot called? Steve. Super Steve. Steve that's He's right. amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow, I didn't realize it got that deep. Uh, P1, how about you? What did you think about the uh, weapon system? Uh, what was so, your weapon of choice? In, well, Ruby was my weapon of choice because uh, 
<laughs> she was just beast mode. Um, nice. But so yeah, initially, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it because uh, the main thing that you need to upgrade the weapons is a combination of um, your base weapons that you that you uh, break down into synth, sphere, synth spheres, um, and the gems that you find mostly in the back rooms. Well, the back rooms for most of these levels are, are blocked off. I only found five keys the whole time, so it was almost like they didn't exist. So I wasn't getting the pieces that I needed to upgrade the weapons worthwhile to upgrade to break them down into their sin spheres to put them in new weapons to build the stats. So up until I got to the... I was at the final boss, and I hadn't uh, done a single build-up. Um, and at this point, I was at... So I had had my wave of, of, of enjoyment with my city building. Um... <laughs> I then hit the last the last area, and that's when the story picked up for me, and that wave carried me to the final boss fight of, of following the story and learning about the prince and his wife and what happened and how he sold his soul and all this stuff. So that wave carried me, and then I got to the final fight, and it was like, this this fight is ridiculous. This final fight is... Like, I had an easy time with everything up to that point, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves with any RPG, uh, especially JRPGs, is when... The final boss fight is, you know, ten times harder than anything you've done up to that point. So you have to go grinding. Um, so I went to grind, and it was a frustration at first because I didn't I didn't have backdoor uh, keys. And then I realized, I googled that you could buy the backdoor key for the <laughs> queens, for the shipwreck. So I went and I started doing, it, and that's when uh, I jumped on with Jared's crack because or not Jared, sorry, uh, uh, Travis's crack. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's on Travis's back door, back door key. You got the key yeah. to Travis's back door. Yep. Right. And then you jumped on the crack. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. So I'm, once I'm I was able to I'm gain following. free, like I, I was able to access gain access to, to, to Travis's back door every time. <laughs> yeah. When I realized <laughs> that the crack was where I needed to be to make my sword. Wait, when you realized you could buy your way okay. into his back door. Right. Okay. All right. So no. So then, uh, um, that. So at that point, it was like, all right, cool. I'm in this back door, and you get. It's like you're in Gem City. They're they're raining all over. It's like I'm in a gem shower. You know what I mean? It's like I'm standing um, in the center of this this gem explosion. Um, oh boy! And I get them, and I'm leveling up my weapons, and I managed to uh, to get my. I got the seventh heaven sword for tone, and I up I upgraded Ruby's uh, ring once. Nice. I can't to what? But I had all of the, I had both of I had her ring at it was max for damage, speed, um, the secret ring, magic power, and something else, uh, endurance. And uh, my my seventh heaven was uh, maxed out for everything except for damage. Um, and I had all of their because when you do the synth spheres, you're I think they're called synth spheres. When you do those, that's Final Fantasy um, Ten. Oh, is it? Okay, um, I can't remember <laughs> the spheres are called that. Uh, when you break them no, down. Synth- Okay. When you do those, and you, and then you build up the weapon, your your stats for your like your your spell damages carry over. So I went into the final fight after grinding for probably three hours, uh, considerably stronger, and it went from being a what I can only assume would have been a, a an hour long battle, you know, um, where I had to eat tons of food uh, to to a, a quick five or ten minute uh, showdown can you put that into perspective right imagine you're actually having this epic fight in real life and you're just like oh we're just gonna stop and have some food yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh... picnic everyone 
I just have to eat this entire chicken leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, I feel like, so this, my feelings in this game are sort of a mixed <laughs> bag yeah. because. Gathered. Had, had the back, had, had Travis's back room been available from the beginning. Always is. Always open. It would have been easier <laughs> for me. For the gem shower. To get into the gem shower, to build up the weapons, to get more engaged in strengthening my weapons earlier on, so that I I don't feel like I would have missed out on that aspect of it. So I think it could have been improved a little bit. But if you take the time to to grind to get into the the back door instead of just buying your way in, it is quite rewarding. It means more. <laughs> I think we got it. I think we got it. I'm so lost. All right. Um, you touched on the back door. Uh, I want to talk. Wait. I want to talk about the dungeon levels in general. Um, we haven't really talked about uh, the mechanic about how it's uh, it's it's randomly generated each time, right? Um, right. And yeah, every time sense. every time you go to the back door, it's a new experience. <laughs> Uh, it can be a bad, it can be a bad one sometimes. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> but I've never been in the back door. Like I didn't, I never went into the back doors. So I need to know: is it different than the normal, the front doors? The enemies like, are, would... are harder. The enemies are stronger, yeah. and there's more chests that have better loot. So the layout is the same as it would be on the other side. Uh, uh, they actually change up. Those, it's, those change. it's always it's always dark usually, or like a. It looks the same, but yeah, it's just quite darker. Everything's in base mode. Yeah, no, it looks but there's no okay. light. It's the same environs, but the uh, the enemies are a little more difficult. Okay, all right, okay. And they're also called back floor levels. I don't know if we pointed right. that out. Sorry, wow, we're getting hung up on the back door. It's a, lot of, a lot of good jokes. A lot of good jokes, but it's it's back floor. It's back all floor. could have been avoided. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you should have oh. just in the. You should have just corrected oh. me at, at the beginning there, Jake. Jeez, why don't you doing that? Trav. The other thing though right. that sucks when you come back from the back door, the back floor, um, the enemies respawn. So if you you've got to get your way out of there again. Oh, okay, cool. But that's also something good as well because yeah. that was good yeah. for grinding because you could go yeah. From, yeah, that's the, true, yeah. from from the back floor back to the main area and then you can just jump right back on and get back to the back floor and all those enemies are back. So, so that final stage for grinding. It's so hard to get into the back floor in the final stages. They're really rare, but the stuff in them is so good. The, the I actually, yeah. The 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 final level, the the gallery of time, uh, it's actually broken in the North American version. It is actually broken. Um, it has, and it has the portal for the back floors. However, they don't actually give you the key. Yeah, and had, level um, five came out and was like, "Yep, no, nope, you can't yes. do it." In the in North American, we've got to put that in. So they got in added, Australia, yeah. So they added the demon shaft at the end of the game. After you beat the genie, you go into like a new game plus kind of thing, and you go to a demon shaft, which is a hundred floors of hell. Oh. <laughs> Just I, I, to make I, up. I'm confused. How did they add floors. how did they add that on? Uh, Just... I think they yeah. after they decided that they were finished with the game. They realized, oh, 
we forgot this. Oh, okay. Instead of trying to recrack code and put this thing in right. and screwing up the right. game, they thought we'll just add more levels to the end of it. There you go. Wow. Have fun. Cool. That is very interesting. Did not Americans know this. will never notice. <laughs> exactly. I, did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that you could go. And I just thought I didn't find the key. Yeah. 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 That's very. That's, 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 that's we get cool it. Too. It's like a one in a thousand drop or something. Huh. Well, it was something really ridiculous. I found it so, once, and I've played it six times. Yeah, I, I found think it. that's that's the biggest fault with that system is that you really are hindered in your weapon upgrades if you can't get access to those gems. That, I mean, you could buy them from the Fairy King in the the Gallery of Time, but they're three thousand a pop. Um, grinding out the Same. money like that is crazy. Same but with fishing too. You could get them by yeah. fishing. It was a hundred. It was a yeah. hundred fishing points. Which yeah. if you're only getting like ten points of fish. I tried, to, I tried to fish once. Uh, then I sold all my bait. I tell you one thing you probably don't know unless you googled it is the Matataki village at the waterfall at dusk with the poison apples. That's where you get your money. Yeah, I did that. And what do the poison apples do again? Nothing. They're they the float only the water and the them. fish ignore them. No. <laughs> at dusk at the Matataki village, the only fish you'll be able to catch with these is the Madadin, Madrin Garrigan fish. Sorry, I don't know how to say it, but it's a purple fish and it's worth tons of points. Oh. So you, the poison apple is the bait yes. for that fish. Okay, cool. Cool. That If you get enough, you get that sword, and that sword is really good if you buff it up. Oh, it's and no that's how you got heaven, fish. So okay. It's no seventh heaven, but I love it because just the fact you had to do something outside of the game sort of dungeons right. to get it was kind of cool. That is cool. I like that. Um. Okay, cool. Uh, anybody want to talk about camera controls? Did anybody have any troubles with them? Did everybody love them? They're garbage. No. Camera controls are garbage. Oh, camera controls. Okay. Next. I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> oh, there you go, Marvel. Get it. Uh, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, that oh. was fine, just just fine. I felt like uh, we gotta say goodbye to Marmal. Oh. <laughs> I, I oh, just wish Marmal, we've dropped you there. What happened? <laughs> we've, lost, we've lost connection with Marmal. If Try you could tip up in a minute, just a little bit, like the depth perception for when an enemy is coming towards me or if I'm approaching one, it's hard to really gauge how close I am. If it was just tipped up a little more, it probably would have been better. Um, but that was my only complaint, uh, camera wise. Um, anyway, I guess we pretty much covered the gameplay. Was there anything else gameplay-wise anybody wanted to touch on before we get into the I got set one. All right, go ahead. The really cool thing about this game that I love and hate at the same time is you can be... Ah, I'll drop the vape. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the really cool thing that I love about this game is you can be having a great run and all of a sudden it can just all turn to shit. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah, like you'll get poisoned or something you won't have it and there'll be oh, no waterfall yes. on that stage yes. and then you're just you're broken or you've got no repair powder and you'd rather die than let that weapon break yeah so you just, yeah, yeah it can, too, much you can cash. Just, too much cash yeah. to die right yeah it has a lot oh, yeah. of rogue elements for sure for sure yeah um you can literally uh can turn like that yeah this like so that. anytime I got into the habit of do the level, temporarily leave the dungeon. Uh, and I, mm. I, I tried to stick to that religiously because every time I did a level that seemed quick and in my head I went, I could do another one. 
Yeah, I would get into that level, and it was it was the level you mentioned, Jared. It was like, oh, here's poison. Oh, there's no waterfall. Oh, you, I was actually out of repair powder. I've got six thousand gold, and I guess I'm gonna have to lose half of it. F me, right in the A. So it was like this game taught me like it definitely taught me have a plan, stick to your plan, don't change your plan, you dummy. So. Um, I yeah. didn't like the fact that it told you whenever you loaded up your file or saved how many times you entered the dungeon. Yeah. I took that as a challenge, and I was like, I'm never leaving the dungeon at all. I will keep going. And I I, yeah, I yeah, just stocked up. I was like, how many items can I hold? 50? They're all going to be repair powders. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> can I eat these? I just, just, old, just, just old gaffer was just kind of sitting there watching me. As I go up, I go, hey, repair hey, powders. It. It's three grand. You built his He's career. Like, Here you go. And I'm like, right, I'll see you in, I, I don't know. <laughs> One dungeon. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add, but I have a correction. Uh, not only did we go down the back door hole for no reason, uh, <laughs> I, I said that there were bastard swords in the game, and, and there's not. That's actually in Dark Cloud, too. So I said bastard on the show for no reason. Sorry about that. Uh, Don't worry I was about prob- it. probably thinking of the base lard, if I'm not mistaken. There, there's a base uh, lard yes. in there. There is a base uh, lard. Base lord, yes. Good old base lard. Yeah, not a, not a bastard sword, so my apologies. No. Don't feel bad. I had a friend who uh, his Don't parents made him, stop playing, made him stop playing the original Diablo because they had uh, a bastard sword in it. So. Interesting bastard sword, sword, isn't it? That's uh, a fair guess. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I guess that's pretty much the gameplay then. Everybody happy with that? Uh, no, I just, I just want to... So, yeah, uh, Minotaur Zombie played along this month, and he had a couple of really interesting tweets. And just where we're on oh. the topic of gameplay, I just want to read a couple of them out. Um, oh, I have something else to mention, too. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> one of them that I really enjoyed, because you mentioned you liked the water. Uh, and for me, the thirst was a yeah. nuisance until it, it, it went from being... This is annoying to I have enough of it now that it doesn't even matter to me. I don't know the why gorge, this mechanic yeah. exists. You know, it, it, it went. there was no point when it was like, this feels like a well-balanced thing I have to manage. It was, you're annoying. Oh, okay. You might as well not even exist anymore. It's like kids. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. Can, why don't you turn the lights off? How much can you possibly use away. to you bought your own apartment? Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so Mar- or Minotaur Zombie made a tweet, and it was, uh, there are a few times where I would describe water as tasty. There are fewer times where I would say that water merely, nearly quenches thirst. Can Tone's thirst only be quenched by drinking from the fountain of youth? <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I, I found that funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he talked about, because we didn't even talk about uh, the quick time events, the duels. I also want to yeah. talk about this. The Sorry, carry on. No, okay, just because he so in this in the game there's these quick time events. Some of the stages, it's a it's a, you, it's literally button scroll. You know, it's like a rhythm game. So actually, I guess we could add rhythm game to the list of genres. Um, yeah, and so the, wow. there's they scroll along the bottom. You got to hit them in sequence. And he said, uh, only in Dark Cloud could I play a timing mini game, get my ass kicked during the fight for story reasons, and then while my character is slowly getting up off the ground, the game says excellent and gives me a prize for timing the buttons right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> great, yeah. great point. I played along this month and he had a lot of good insight. He's got one more that I'm going to read when we do our closing thoughts. But uh, okay, yeah, I I did like, I like the quick thoughts. time events because the one in the wise owl forest against the snake. If you don't mm-hmm. have the serpent blade, you fail that regardless if you're good. 
Yeah. If you hit huh. every button, but is when you go to stab the snake in the head, and if you don't have the serpent sword, your sword will just cleave right off his head, and you will fail. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, switching characters is what I wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't like how I was forced to switch characters uh, to jump o- over certain things with with Zhao, and I'm assuming this carries on throughout the game. Um, I found switching characters to be tedious. Anybody Oops. agree with me? <laughs> yeah, because the load time in between doing it is a bit yes. annoying for me. That's what I did not like. And there's a boss, the first boss fight, you have to switch in between character, back and forth, back and forth, and I was just like, oh. Because that little slingshot pebble would bring down the uh, yeah. the beast. That giant. Oh, oh, I better rest for a bit. I've been hit by a pebble. <laughs> 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 better rest. Yeah. Um, um, that, yeah. That annoyed I, me. I didn't mind it, because if you hit select, it came up with the uh, with the character wheel, and you could just go straight to the character you, you wanted yeah. on, on that wheel. And change yeah, it that way. I didn't know that at first um, either, but sh- uh, my brother pointed out. So I started doing that, and it was still the same to me. <laughs> I still hated having to do it. But I didn't mind once switching again, them so much to me. get over the obstacles, but I I really didn't like being forced to play them mm. in the alternate stages when it was like, all right, now you're gonna play as Goro, yeah. and he's slow, especially yeah. dumb if you haven't buffed him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I wasn't. Then, yeah. Because I, I was spending all my time with Ruby and Tone, so it was like, now you're the flying Jawa. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, final stage. The yeah. character you haven't even touched. Go out there and yeah. be somebody. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm. stuff like that uh, when I forced to switch. That's the only parts I didn't like. I, I got through those dungeons with broken weapons, and I just sat there for hours. Like, psh, 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 psh. It was yeah. really tedious. That, that, that was a snatch and grab for me. I'd go in and go, right, enemy, do you have it? No? Okay, next one. Do you have <laughs> yeah. it? Good. Yes, out. Yeah, yeah oh, I definitely didn't learn my lesson and build them up. I, it was... <laughs> it was... I just pray I never have to be you again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, so I guess that's it for gameplay. Um, before we get into sound, I just want to point out that Marmel is recording this in his car... Um, he has his video on. It is now pitch black outside because night has happened, but his video is still on. Did you turn the lights on in the house? Uh, yep, I did. <laughs> I was like, where did it happen to Marvel? Then I realized the sun's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into sound. What do you guys think about the music in the game, the sound effects, that kind of thing? Uh, Trav. We're going to jump to you. I uh, I don't really have any complaints. I think um, I like most of it. I, I really like the Matataki Village theme. In fact, when I was on uh, JD's Play and Listen podcast, where you you can go on there and share video game music that you like, I, this was one that was one of the tracks that I brought because it's just it's kind of tranquil. And at this point, it's nostalgic to me, and it just makes me feel yeah. good, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think most of the, you know, for as long as you're in those dungeons and for as long as you're doing a lot, of, there, there's a fair amount of monotony in the game. Uh, the music never really agitated me or annoyed me and it, it, it seemed right. So I think that's a good thing to say about it. Definitely, especially for a long game. I was going to say RPG, but it's definitely a long game. You want to have something that's not going to drive you nuts. Right. Uh, that speaks volumes. Okay, cool. How about uh, Marvel? How about you? really enjoyed the music and it was really fitting um because in the villages you're not going to encounter any enemies and the music music reflected that 
uh, every one of the village musics was relaxing and tranquil. Uh, I, I actually play, uh, I actually play the the uh, Norun village theme while I like cook because it's just nice oh. and it reminds me of home and it's just nice. It has a nice kind of feel to it. And then in the dungeons, um, hmm. it's not too edgy, it's not too deep until you get into a battle, and then it reflects it. Um, yes, cool. there is danger right there and the music is always it's not over it's not too overwhelming it's it's almost like a like a soft kind of danger music going yeah. on. Um, on and i i really with it actually being tranquil as well as even when you have an open plane when you just start straight off you haven't planted any buildings or anything nothing just flat it almost adds an a kind of a state of eeriness as well because this music is it's tranquil it's like oh we should have happiness and civilization going on but there's nothing here why right. is there nothing here something should be going on so that that's i think that's just something i kind of looked into did you just spawn into. the devil in your car or something no cam light <laughs> cam light i'm sick and tired of opening the door <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um okay cool no i i think that that is the music was very am uh, atmospheric, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, yes. I thought I thought so too. Jared, how about you? Um, yeah, I haven't got really too much to add on that, except um, I love the music probably the most in the Wise Our Forest. That that's just my favorite. But um, yeah, exactly what he said, and the fact that he likes to cook with that music, I can totally relate to that. Right on. It feels. Feels like when I was living in Japan in a small little snow village. That sort of stuff you hear in the background. It's wicked. Nice. nice. All right. Cool. How about uh, you, P1, Sean? Nothing to add. Uh, I think I think these guys summed it up perfectly. I will just say that the shipwreck um, map, the shipwreck dungeon, was my favorite music. It it oh. did it did feel it made me feel uh, unease. Um, and I really wish that I used the no Ru no rune village music for cooking, because uh, for the last year <laughs> I've been using the cooking music from Breath of the Wild, and everything I've made has been uh, undercooked. <laughs> well said. Okay, cool. I guess that pretty much covers the sound department. Um, not a whole lot to say. Everybody says it uh, was more than adequate. Let's get into graphics then. Uh, does it still hold mm -hmm. up today? What did you think about the overall character design? Um, maybe the uh, dungeon design? Anything like that? Uh, any sort of a aesthetics? How about you, Jared? We'll start with you this time. Um, I was surprised because I hadn't picked it up in a few years, and I put it put it in, and um, yeah, it still holds up really, yeah. really well. Actually, it, it doesn't have that chunky look about it. What a lot of old games do. It's quite quite smooth, and characters' models look well designed, and yeah, everything's really nice, and the just the detail on the village and everything. It's, it's like a nice sort of cartoony effect, but not too... It's, I just really like it. I don't know how to explain it better yeah. than that. That's a good way. It's it is sort of, the, uh, sort of a cartoon art aesthetic. I, I agree with you. It does age well. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Marble, how about you? Yeah, uh, I, uh, I agree with that. It's It it has a style that still holds up. Because um, some of the games... They'll have a good art style, but then when you go back to them, they just don't. But yeah. this one seems to... Back in the day, it may have been like groundbreaking, like, oh, man, these graphics look amazing. But looking back on them now, it's... Yeah, these, yeah, these are good. They age they're, well. They're still fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem if 
if a game comes out with this kind of graphics now even you know now because i mean it's a graphic that'll still hold up we'll go back and look at it and go okay yeah 10 years later still holds up and i i give them props to that quite honestly right on i agree um that's chaos trev how about you yeah, I, I agree. I think the character designs are really well done. There's something about their they, they really contrast with the environment very well. They they all stick out. They're they're colorful. They remind me of the and because um the director of this game also directed Dragon Quest uh oh, Curse of the right. of the King or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there in the in the character designs and uh, yeah, it really shines through. Yeah, I think I think the only part of the game graphically that's not that appealing is a lot of the environments or a lot of the environs, especially in the dungeons, um, become and yeah. it's because it's randomly generated, but they are they're very drab and ran like repetitive and a little foggy. Uh, even some of the villages um, are you know like with minus the town, just the set pieces are a little bland. But that's to be expected. You're supposed to be the one to, to spice that up with with the town that you're building and, and whatnot. But I, I think the the graphical prowess really lies in the characters and the enemies i also think like the little lighting piece like you know it does the whole zelda thing when he opens the chest it spins around him and then the light off the chest hits him I, that used to blow me away uh, when i saw <laughs> that like that was like the first lighting effect i think that i'd ever seen that i was like oh my gosh look it's like coming out of the chest and hitting him and he's brighter there where the light's touching him like it it, it all really added up it still holds up i agree it still holds up cool right on all right and uh p1 what did you think of the graphics holds up Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the worst right, cool. I've ever heard you say. Yeah. I know. Um, I'm, I don't know what to do. The dark. The dark <laughs> genie okay? is. The dark genie is is tight. He's uh, a really cool design. All the characters are very JRPG, and he oh, looks yeah. like one of those final bosses. Yeah, and it was. It, it holds. Like I mean, I, I am particular when it comes to the way games look, and at no point did I feel like I was playing a PS2 launch title. Nice. Which which this oh, was. Oh, nicely put. So. Yeah. Oh wow. Just speak volumes, yeah. Okay. Um Okay, wow. Okay, cool. I think that's it. I think that's Dark Cloud. Uh as far as we're concerned, but before we close it up, what uh was there anything we missed? Is there anything anybody wanted to mention? Uh just as like tips, I guess, for the game for those that want to play uh and get around to play this this time around. Um always stock up on repair powders. Um, carry Drown's Feathers with you. That's oh. honestly how I played. I played with a pocket full of Drown's Feathers and Repair Powders. Nice. Um, just because that is one gripe I do have, actually. My God, I found one. Um, <laughs> those characters move excruciatingly slow. Yeah. For no reason. And <laughs> the Drown's Feather makes them move at a decent pace. A bearable pace, so you can just sprint through the dungeon, I guess. Find them gorge. Find them water gourds. Yeah. I ignored that makes the it a lot water. better. I straight up ignored the first tactic. I didn't care. I just <laughs> dealt with the dealt with the life going down. I was like, yep, whatever. Okay, I'll just eat this piece of cheese. Nice. Oh, I'm losing more health. All right, cheese. <laughs> I'm dying of dehydration. This chicken will fix me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so moist and okay, juicy. Cool. This nearly covers my face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have right some on. dry bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that is uh, Dark Cloud. Let's get into our lasting impressions, our overall ratings and final thoughts, that kind of thing. Um, did uh, did this make you want to play it again in the future? 
Uh, if not, what would need to be changed if you're going to recommend this to somebody in particular? Also, have any of you played Dark Cloud 2? And uh, and would you recommend that over this? Now, I'm going to ask. start with you, Jared. Ah. Lasting impressions. Uh, from a nostalgic point of view, I'd rate it higher. But if it was a first-time playthrough, I'd make it like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. There's a lot of drawbacks to it. But if you can get past those... And see it through to the end, you'll really enjoy the experience. Um, That's fair. As far as uh, Dark Cloud 2 goes, I've only played the first few worlds of it because it didn't actually come out in Australia as Dark Cloud 2. It was called Dark Chronicles, so I didn't even know what it was. And oh. recently, my friend Super Derek told me, no, that's Dark Cloud 2. Nice. Like, so I've just got onto it now, so I'm going to experience that. But from what I can see, everything in Dark Cloud 2 is a step up, and oh, they've okay. dealt with a lot of stuff. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's jump over to Mermel. I I definitely play this again. Um, now that I have it readily available, I can definitely play it. Uh, my kids actually enjoy it too. Um, they they like to to play as well. Um, they don't really know what's going on with it, but they they like the look of it. So we'll probably be playing it from years to come. Um, as far as I like, get recommending it to people. Uh, definitely do kind of out of when someone's like, Oh, I need, you know, any PS2 games or anything. Yeah, try try this one. Cause a lot of people hadn't heard of it. Uh, a lot of people yeah. just glossed over it and didn't give it, give it a chance. It's true. Yeah, if, if, if it's someone who is willing to put in the time and look at the mechanics and really try and play and enjoy it, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'll, they'll get something out of it. And as far as Dark Cloud 2, though, um, thanks to P1, I just picked it up. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the flash sales on PSN, it was like four bucks or something. So yeah, I was like, so it's cheap. That's, that's mine. Yeah. So that is good. probably going to be something I'm going to be looking into, try and weave that into the new, okay. uh, the next games I'll be looking into. Okay, cool. So, right on. Sounds good to me. Um, normally, I would end with P1, but I'm going to go to P1 next. Okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this game was a, sort of a, an amalgamation of tedium. Uh, there's a lot of tiny things you need to track and be aware of. Uh, weapon HP, your own HP, thirst, status effects, uh, weapon leveling up, weapon breaking down, weapon buildup, uh, character uh, gaining... Uh, like extra party members, town building, within the town building, home construction and putting those together. They're like, it's a game filled with minutiae. And there are a lot of really good ideas that are executed adequately. Um, like I said, it was a wave for me. It was excitement over town building that waned. Excitement over story that waned. Excitement over weapon building, you know, and then I beat the game. Um if, if if they tightened it up a little bit, I could easily say this is a, this game's a rock star. It's a solid game. Everybody should play it. Um, hearing that Dark Cloud Two is had does seem to have addressed some of those issues or some of the issues, that's great. The camera is another one. Um, I think Jared's assessment of a seven or an eight is probably exactly where I would put this, um, because there is a lot of stuff there that could that could push people away, and I could definitely see people being frustrated by some of those mechanics, but. For me, there was enough there to make the 45-hour journey worth it. 
and I'm really, really glad that I, that I took the time and I had the opportunity to play through it. Um, because if you're looking for a roguelike dungeon crawling action role playing rhythm sports resource manager, this is the one for you. Um, well done. And yeah, so Minotaur Zombie said exactly what I just did, summed up in a tweet. So he just said it in 280 characters, way better. So I'm just going to read that, uh, and then we're going to let Trav gush about this game. Um, so <laughs> Minotaur Zombie, and I, I, I echo his thoughts here. He said, uh, Dark Cloud, it's, it's been a while since I've played a game that has so many flaws and things that feel like they should drag down the experience, but the premise and world building, literally, are just so fun that it doesn't matter. A true classic that embodies the variety of the PS2. Um, well, well I, think, I think he, I think he really nails it. So Fat, there's a lot fantastic. there that that could push you away, but there's the things that are good about it make you overlook them. Right on. Okay, well said. And Travis, I know that this is uh, in your top uh, what one percent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there. If if I had to rank all time favorite games, it's definitely top one or two for sure. And nice. um. I was actually going to start playing back through this game uh, before P1 asked if I would be on the show. And then uh, instead of continuing to play through it and have a fresh mindset, I wanted to not have that and kind of be here and, and give the impression from someone who uh, just really fell in love with it 16 years ago and kind of left it back there. Right and my lasting impressions for this game basically are that it's it's so steeped in nostalgia for me i really don't think i can think back to anything about it that i didn't like there's a few things mm. you guys mentioned that i remembered not liking and i did dabble in it recently but i was like man yeah dran's feather like what a slow tedious thing to not have uh and crawl through <laughs> those dungeons and things like that but i'm willing to overlook a lot of that stuff because because i liked it so much and also because i felt like it was a game that i discovered because despite the fact that it's it's the greatest hits somehow i feel like really nobody knows about it no one like we're like we're all five from basically a different country we had to find five people from across the world that could talk about it i can't <laughs> find five people you know in any social gaming circle that i know that's played it besides myself so huh. you know I, I feel like not enough people know about it is the thing so overall rating and final thoughts is that it just it exceeds you know it, i don't know i'm in love with so many different parts of the game that it's hard for me not to give it a 9.5 or something out of 10, even though I know that's not fair because it does have its drawbacks. Um, but did it make me want to play it again? That's another interesting thing is that I don't replay games. It's not a thing that I've, I, I just can't do it. I don't rewatch movies. I barely, you know, can rewatch a, a television show or, or re-listen to a podcast or anything like that. And I played through this game three times years ago in high school. So that's, that's a testament to how much I actually liked it. Wow. Um, I, I've played Dark Cloud 2, and and sad story about that is I got all the way to the very end, and my four-year-old nephew saved over my game save. And oh. uh, I've oh. never had the gumption to go back. So I'm a little scorned. I don't know if I'll ever go back. But oh. from all accounts, it's, it's a it's a more polished version. It's 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 very different than than Dark. I mean, it's a lot of similarities, but it's, it's not the exact same experience. But it's still a good game, so... Uh, that's it. I would suggest it to every single but every single person that has a PS2. I would I would recommend it. To try hey, it. Trav, can I ask you one thing? Well said. Before you sum it up, like yeah. putting it down and then picking it up now, do you feel like it's held up like the same experience for you, like without the nostalgia attached to it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, I dabbled in it a little bit a few months ago, and and I it was it was really awesome to kind of get that rush of nostalgia back and. You know, yeah, 
even fishing again, even though that's not the, the best part about the game. I was like, oh, I remember this. This is this is so cool. And I don't know, just little things about it that I loved. Uh, never had played anything like it. Really haven't played much many games like it since. I mean, it's it like everyone's alluded to. It's an amalgamation of several different games we've all loved into one. It's it's Zelda. It's Soul Blazer. It's a little bit of Vagrant Story. It's this. It's that. Um, but all together, it's really awesome. So, man, well, we have well said. Well said indeed. Okay, well, that is uh, Dark Cloud, according to us, but we weren't the only ones playing along this month. Um, so we have this thing called uh, the three-word review. So if you've played this this month or in the past, you can just do hashtag CC3WR, and we will read those out on the podcast now. So, P1, you got those up? Yeah, first up, we have Jeffrey Hilliard at Self Destructo. He says, wanted more duels. Uh, Jeffrey nice, is a fan of the nice. duel mechanic. Then we have uh, I Mr. Like Zach Anderson at Zackle, and he says, not PlayStation Zelda. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that, that, that was the, you know, I don't know if that was just good marketing or if they knew, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go for that Zelda look. But uh, everybody yep. seems to have thought that. Yep. Next up, well, we have Molly Mr. Hat Zelda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is with that hat? That is a weird hat. Um, <laughs> Mr. Jason Wilcox at Jason Wilcox eight nine says, "Dungeon Crawler Farmville." That couldn't be more true. Turns out, uh, Stardew wow. Valley is actually a spiritual successor to oh. Dark Cloud, which is a spiritual successor to Soul Blazer. Oh my god! <laughs> um, Stardew Valley made by Quintet. Chris R, the base guy six five four says, "Thirsty breaking." Nah. So for for Chris, it sounds like uh, some of that uh, got to him, and he uh, he decided to, to put it down. Yeah. Um, we have Dean uh, Dean Lasagna from Round Underscore Two Underscore Gaming, and he says, "Passions plus persistence equals reward." Uh, and I I think Dean's one hundred percent right there. If you if you are patient, and take your time in the in the dungeons. This game pays off. And the last three word review from Twitter that I have is from Mr. Minotaur Zombie himself, uh, and that is uh, Soul Blazer Reborn. Nice. Which I think is accurate. Well said. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are I still agree. five more three-word reviews that we need to hear from the panel. And we're going to start with... Let's see who looks like they really don't want to do one. Marvel, what's your <laughs> three-word review for Dark Cloud? <laughs> um... You know what? It could be something that could be put in the box. I actually thought long and hard about this. Uh, Lazy Star Jawa. No? You can't put that in the box. Um, we're going to go with... Enter the back door. Uh, yeah, no, can't go that way. Oh, um, you know what? Nice little adventure. Nice. Oh, very well done. Yeah, Jared, like what's your three-word review for, for Dark Cloud? A very unique experience. Nice. Oh, nice. Very These are both very, like, they're accurate. Yeah. Trav, I'm going to save you for last. I usually take the last spot myself, but I'm going to give it to you um, just because you are the reason we even played this game this month. So, Mark, <laughs> what's your three word review for Dark Cloud? Um, um, Didn't play shoot. it? You can say that one. Um, I'm going to, yeah. How many I'm words say, uh, just gave ask, No, I'm going to say. Just ask Trav. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My three-word review for Dark Cloud is going to be will play sequel. 
Yes. I'm going to play Dark Cloud 2. I bought it on that same oh, PlayStation store sale. We got it from your three words. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah. Uh, Travis, your three word review for Dark Cloud. Action role playing. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, for me personally, it's it's just sweet, hot nostalgia. Nice. It's 100 percent what it is to be, and I, I love it for that reason. This I is love a, that. That is you know what this game nice. is a very unique experience that provides a nice little adventure. And if you played it in the back when it came out, it will provide you with sweet hot nostalgia. Just ask Trav. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nailed it. Yeah. Fifteen word review. Perfect. Fifteen word review. That's right. Well, that's the show, folks. Um, if you stuck along with us for this, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Uh, if you haven't played Dark Cloud, hopefully we uh, enticed you to give it a shot. And if you have played it, let us know on the forums at www.cartridgeclub.org what you thought of the game. Uh, the conversation just keeps on going over there. People are still talking about A Link to the Past. Who knew that that game would yep. still be popular? Um, <laughs> Link to the Wall? Nintendo. Nintendo news. <laughs> Link to the Wall. That's who knew. Um, I want to thank our panel for being here. Thank you guys so much. This was an incredible time. Uh, we're going to start with you, uh, Marmel. Why don't you let people know where they can find you? Uh, you can find me uh, very actively on Twitter uh, at uh, at Five Games Suicide. Um, hit me up on there. I respond to pretty much everything I get, at least. Uh, you can find me on the forums as well. Um, I'm starting to creep back in. I know I've been away for a while, but I'm starting to creep back in um, and look at more of the games of months. And I do have a blog, which I'm going to start posting more into. Um cool. It is. Let me look. Um, yeah, uh, sandbox gaming. If you pretty much just go into Google and Google Marmel ninety, and it's on there. Uh, Blogspot. I think it's the third option that's on there. Um, sandbox gaming. Uh, the idea behind it was all of those games nowadays need to have an internet connection, which sucks because when you don't have any signal, yeah. you can't play them. So the aim of this was try and review the games that yeah. don't need internet connection. Um, that was oh, kind of the little nice. for it. Um, and it was kind of sparked off like from my deployment because we were stuck in a sandbox. And we had no internet oh, or very little internet. sandbox. <laughs> yes. So that's that's where that kind of came from with it. And yeah, uh, it's been dead for a while, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rejuvenate it. I'm going to pump a little bit more life into it and... Yeah, I think my, that might work. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait to That's read awesome. some of that. Me too. Jared, where can people find you? Oh, everywhere these days. <laughs> um, uh, you'll catch me in my segment on Beyond Synth. You can see me in the Cartridge Cup forums, which I hope to get back into there. I think I'm still Big Daddy. I haven't been on for ages. Had a bit of a rough time last half of the year, so get it back on my feet. Um Retro Faith Games on Twitter. I usually respond to everyone there. Um, and Retro Evolutions on YouTube. So Season 2 is coming out and you'll get to see some pretty predominant figures in the gaming community getting some stuff built for them. So it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And Trav, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at TravPlaysGames. You can find my podcast there at Polykill, uh, the podcast that I do with my co-host Jake, who uh, is basically... Goro from the game. Um, you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast, including Spotify, and we're very active in the Cartridge Club and happy to be a part of it. Are you going to tell Jake that you called him Goro, or are you just going to let him listen to the show and find out? 
I don't know what I don't know that Jake does anything. I don't I don't know. I think he just listens to heavy metal and drinks blood. So I don't know. <laughs> I never don't tell him. I'm just gonna start calling him Goro. <laughs> All right, yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he doesn't get in confused with the four arm one from Mortal Kombat. Probably will. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um Yeah, so that's uh Cartridge Club January all wrapped up. What a great month. I turned thirty seven. We played Dark Cloud. I got to build a little town full of happy people and complete my crossword puzzle. But next month we're playing another. <laughs> oh, great what game. about the back door? There's oh, no, there, was, there will be no back door. Uh, next month we're playing another great game. This time by one of my another one of my favorite developers, uh, Vanillaware, and the game is Odin Sphere. Also on the PS2 oh, wow. and also available on PS4. Um, there's a theme. <laughs> Three months yeah, so, in a row. Yeah, and then again, then we skip a month, and then it's again in the the month after that. Yeah, it's definitely the Sony quarter. Just this part of the the, the club uh, game selection. Uh, yeah, blame Rocket Sauce. He's the Sony fanboy. But anyway, I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, so thank you so much for for checking this out, Mark. Thank you for being here. Where can people find you? I realize I never ask you that. Oh me? Uh, <laughs> at Cartridge Bros P two. Yeah. You can find me. What Direct surprise, message me eh? if you're ever curious about upcoming months and you want to know what games coming up. Um, yeah. Even for the next few years, you just message me and I will let you know. <laughs> thank you so, so much, if folks. You know, if February next year. <laughs> If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out this and other great podcast videos and blogs from our amazing community. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can go to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like and every cent donated goes directly to the club. I am player one. I am player two. CC Unite. Unite.